back with Vershawn Jackson, powered by Bauer, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. M1, N2, N3, Info, M1, N2, N3, Info, M1, N2, N3, Info, break it down, break it down, break it down, break it down, M1, N2, N3, Info, M1, N2, N3, Info, M1, 2, 3, 4, yeah, yeah, I'm getting tired. Hey, I gotta go, I ain't got no more time for y'all. I'm okay. All right, Jackson Fair Deal, 2118 North 24th Street. Get down here now for lunch, brunch, dinner, or supper, whichever you want to call it. Breakfast all day, too. No, we don't have breakfast all day. I'm just kidding. Hey, <laughs> we'll see y'all a little later. We got a couple different specials. Get down here, Bob, black shirt. Thank y'all. I see y'all Monday. All right, all right. sounds good. So, Bob, I'm um, <laughs> I'm looking online right now. This this article. I don't know if you. Um, seen it yet but it, it said what what to make of negative recruiting trend for nebraska football mm. it said a number of recruits on campus recent recently for nebraska have committed elsewhere and others trending in the wrong way what you read that i haven't read that um but I mean, I it's, it sounds uh, like you know. It's, I I don't know if that's they're talking about in-state kids or kind of what. what, what well, these you... are. It said it started last week with Andrew. Who did that? Sprague. Mm, okay. He committed to Michigan last week. Sprague visited Nebraska football on the 25th of March weekend, and he's not the only recruit who visit that weekend that has now committed to other programs. Gage Ginter, the number two mm. recruit. In the state of Colorado, and three three star offensive tackle who also visited that weekend. The next weekend, he visited Tennessee, and now he's a volunteer, hmm. making things even worse. In fact, that on Sunday, three star linebacker Thomas Herrenberg from South Dakota committed to Wisconsin. Hmm. All three were recruits that I felt like Nebraska was going to have a solid shot with. Now, all three of those guys are committed. Yeah, I mean, I I, I suppose it's a, it's it a is, hold on now. All right, now, is it more now, worse news? More worse news. Right? Now it says Dylan Riola is trending the wrong way. There have been multiple crystal balls for Isaiah McMorris to Oklahoma, and over the weekend, uh, Devon Hall, another top five pros, uh, pros, five star in state, was project to Penn State. Mm. Yeah, the Bellevue West guys are interesting um, because I, I think it would be strange if you have three of the top five kids in the state at Bellevue West and none of them end up coming to Nebraska. Um, 
you know, as far as those other guys, you know, Nebraska's in the mix, um, and 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 you know, uh, you're you're not going to land every commit that you bring on campus. Uh, it can be frustrating to see some of them go. It's a long, it's a long, it's a long way to go. Uh, you know, they've got three guys in their in their commit class so far. Um, they're going to need a lot more. I, I think, especially Nebraska, a place like Nebraska, I think is um, benefits from the transfer portal. Anything that uh, any shortcoming that you may have in your uh, you know recruiting class, I think that that's going to be uh, available to you. Um, so I. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you never fear too much, obviously, in April uh, for a recruiting class. It's not, you know, you'd rather have some of those guys sign on. Um, but the in-state stuff is what's interesting to me, kind of like what you're saying with, with Dave Von well, Hall there they, as a McMorris. Yeah. Well, they also say um, recruits have accelerated timelines. And just in the past couple of weeks, three of the top eight quarterbacks in the class of 2024 have committed. Big-time players are coming off the board, and it's possible – that Matt Rule and the Huskers need to get more aggressive. Mm. Now, it says, I'm trying to explain this negative trend. I really don't get it. Maybe it has something to do with NIL. Uh, that certainly hinders Michigan class in 2023, and it could hinder the program if not done right. Well, and I, I think back to to Matt Rule's like first couple of weeks here. Everybody wanted to see some action, and they didn't. You know, they weren't getting anything really done in re- recruiting, and you were kind of worried. And they were kind of setting their foundation in Nebraska and, and going around to different high schools and stuff, but not getting a whole lot of commits. And then, uh, of course, they they rounded out the recruiting class really well. Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, be too worried about it. I, I think I you know I'll ask Brian Munson uh, when he comes on well, to take yeah. a water cooler kind of about it. Uh, but last part right yeah. here. Yeah, it said at any rate, Nebraska football tw- class of two. 2024 isn't off to a great start. There's plenty of time to turn it around, but Rule and the Huskers need to generate some positive momentum. Mm. Momentum. Well, and of course, Dylan Raiola is the big one there. Like you said, yeah. number one player in the nation. It maybe not. You know, Nebraska's in, in a fight for him. I don't know if they're, you know, we, we call them the leader or maybe they're second place, yeah. whatever you want to say. Um, but you know, I, I, it does kind of feel like Georgia. Is you know, but I mean, these things can change from week to week, and they already have. I mean, yeah. you'll you'll see him crystal balled. He's been crystal balled to USC before. He's been crystal balled to Georgia. Obviously, committed to Nebraska. Crystal balled to Nebraska. Or committed to Ohio State. Crystal balled to Nebraska. Um, again, I think we can all try to to figure out who's in the lead and all that. But I still think Dylan Raiola is taking his time. I don't think that this is a yeah, decision I, that I, he knows right and now. I think, and I think that's probably the bad thing for Nebraska is that you don't. You don't put all of your stock in one player. See, if if you really need a quarterback, you really need to be recruiting two of them. So you know, this, I mean, I understand that this guy is the two the the number one in that class, mm-hmm. but we also shouldn't put all our our eggs in one basket because you know if he doesn't come, then who you look for? I mean, we have we have quarterbacks here, but I understand just going after him. But what if it don't come? It doesn't happen. And then you you you're stuck with no quarterback that year. So you know if that's if that's a position you really really want to go after, you should be recruiting two of them. Yeah, and and you know I I don't know. I mean again I think with the with the transfer portal, Nebraska's been able to grab starters out of the portal each of the last two seasons. Well, you know, it's kind of brand new. We don't know if that's going to be something you can do year in, year out. Um, but I, I think the importance of, of a high school quarterback in each and every class um, probably drops off a little bit, at, a, at least at a place like Nebraska, where you are able to get high-quality players out of the portal at that position. Um, now, Dylan... Dylan's quite an interesting uh, deal, just one way or the other. Not just because of quarterback recruiting, but of the interest that he is bringing into Nebraska from other recruits. 
Uh, I think there are probably a few different recruits. And, and again, talking with Brian Munson before, um, has said that Willis McGahee the fourth wanted to come to the spring game to see Dylan Riola, to see how real uh, that connection might be. A lot of those guys that came in, um, big-time recruits, uh, that weekend with Dylan Riola, you know, kind of figured the same type of thing, is, is to see how serious is Dylan about it. Maybe we can all group together and get this thing going. So, you know, I do. I think Dylan is is obviously worth a, a, enough in his own right as far as what he would bring to the table at quarterback. and But as far as, like, gathering together talent he's he would be big in that as well so I don't know if if it's a case like you're saying of putting all your eggs in that basket they're recruiting these guys separately as well um and and they've you know I'm sure they got feelers out on on some backup plans if they really need to get there but um I I I just I I think it's too early to panic and and I mean especially for a class that if you do get Dylan I mean you could have a top 10 class here yeah, well, my my thing is if that we're so we're so low on the bottom, so low on the the well. Here's what I want to say: as I look at other colleges and top ranked teams every year, around this time they usually have ten commitments. We only have what three? Three. So we're behind the ball on that. And plus, these are these are top players right here. These are players that I mean, they might get, might open up recruiting again. Some might not. But, you know, we need to be aggressive of trying to get more than three players, you know, committed right now. I mean, if we if we want to be that program, we got to jump the ball early. We got to, you know, we got to make this thing happen. I mean, you sign into to an eight-year contract. Eight, we don't have eight years to wait. So, you know, I'm just saying we already waited seven. So, if you're saying eight, that's 15 years, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, you know, we need to – be more aggressive recruiting these kids. I mean, I understand you got a big pipeline in Texas, but you got to make sure that these Texas kids want to come here. You know, you got to make sure that this is the type of football they want to play. I mean, not every kid from Texas will fit up here in this 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 Nebraska atmosphere mm-hmm. because Nebraska is different. You know, I'm just saying different football-wise and different playing-wise. I mean, this is a university that is used to winning. So, you know – it's it's, it's, di- it's difficult for me to sit there and, and while we sit back and have only three recruits and everybody else is just out recruiting us just off name. And I understand that um, one of the people on the te- uh, text lines talked about winning. I mean, that, 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 that is the formula to getting kids in here is winning because no kid wants to come to – a losing school. So when you recruit, you mean you gotta you gotta recruit kids that want to win, not just want to come to college. You know that's one of the big things I talk about. You know we got to get players in here that really know how to play the game of football. Really, know, that can be coached, that can be that can be held accountable, and not just favoritism of who who it is or what it is or what they do or where they're from. Yeah, and that is, I mean, I think that is a big, uh, you know, Ted is the one that pointed that out there on the text line is, you know, how many, he said how many of those uh, guys are committed to schools um, with losing records. And and I, again, I think that, you know, without, without knowing personally, I I think that had to deal with kind of the Ernest Hausman situation is like, I feel like at least it makes enough sense to me. um, You you got the, the goal of playing for the Nebraska, you know, checked off your list. Maybe go somewhere to play get games you know you're going to play relevant football. I'm going to put you in a position yeah, think, uh, to make it to the NFL. Yeah, I think we a kid that, that needed to play his first year. He needed to be groomed a little bit, but, you know, he needed to play more. And, and, and he knew it. They knew it. But they couldn't do it or they wouldn't do it. So he transferred out. Now, some kid, now you got to understand you got Malachi coming in. You got a 
you, you know, do you do you got to get you don't have to give him the special treatment, but this kid probably wants to play early. He might take a red shirt. He probably do does want a red shirt, but some kids, you know, you got to handle them different. And it, and the thing about Dylan Riola is that I just think he's wasting not wasting our time, but just gonna waste time to see how the season falls out for a lot of teams and and see and he's really watching the the recruiting board to me because every school that takes a quarterback, he don't want to go there. So I don't know, like somebody said last week or something, is it competition wise or what? Well, what Lincoln Riley said, yeah. Well, and he's got he's too. He's got like guys that are probably you know we think about that you know his situation as far as uh, bringing guys with him along to Nebraska. He's got different guys that are they're probably lined up to go with him to Georgia or USC if that's where he goes. You know, you make those connections when you go out and make those visits. Um, so you know he's got he's just got a lot to to kind of to 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 work with. Obviously for Nebraska. If he commits, you know, the sooner the better, because then you can, you know, you can kind of get that momentum rolling. But um, he's got to make the right decision for himself. He's already been through uh, the process of making the decision too early uh, and, and tried to kind of, you know, jump this whole um, fiasco, I suppose, as some people might see it, um, by committing to Ohio State, getting that out of the uh, out of the way, knowing where he's going and. Uh, you know, learn from that, that, you know, sometimes you can, even if you're trying to do the right thing and trying to do right by the university that you're going to go to, um, you know, things can change. So uh, I think he's going to take his time. We will see. We'll get an update again from Brian to see if there's anything on that front. Um, but uh, it is, it, I mean, I, I, we've been here before is, is basically why, why I'm not uh, too worried about it is uh, in the last couple of years, even uh, you've, you've gotten into June without too many commits. And then, you know, some of them start rolling. I think right now uh, the primary focus for this team, while you have spring practice uh, is going to be installation of their offense and defense. And, and obviously you've got other guys, you know, multiple bodies working out there so you can get recruiting in there as well. But um, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do yeah. uh, with, with your time. Well, just like Dirty Tony and the boys say on the text line, he said Nebraska used to be different. They aren't anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, hopefully Matt Rule brings that back. And, and, and again, I, I think there's still, you know, there is still some, you know, the culture of Nebraska, the fact that it's it's kind of the show in the state, um, how important college football is here. You know, that sort of stuff, it, it, you know, is still – uh, can be enticing. There are still special um, parts about Nebraska, but you can't overlook the fact that you haven't been to a bowl game in, yeah, since 2016. You haven't been nationally relevant even well, before then. Tim says we have to stop. We have to stop saying we are used to winning. It's been over 20 years <laughs> since we won. Well, national titles, yeah, well, but yeah, yeah, but again, I'll yeah. take a nine and three team like Bowie. Yeah. What was that? Two thousand what? Fourteen. Last time we had him, yeah, two thousand fourteen. Oh, I'll take a nine and three. Frank Solis was nine and three. I know nine and three to Nebraska is a rebuilding year. That's rebuilding. Yeah. Nine and three. Well, it used to be. Again, now, yeah, not yeah. necessarily nine and three will get you to a decent bowl game now. Yeah. But nothing good. What you got today, Bob? Well, first of all, just a reminder, six out of the last seven coaches have won nine games here at Nebraska, including Mike Riley and Bill Callahan. So uh, just because Scott Frost couldn't do it doesn't mean. Mike Riley won nine Mike games? Mike Riley won nine games the second year, yeah. Nine and what? 
Uh, nine and four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my bad, Mike Riley. <laughs> well, my bad, Mister Rogers. He went in six and seven and four and eight outside of that, but uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a know. beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Ted says Bach pull up the nine and four song. We do have we have a nine and four song uh, that we made years and years ago when we were tired of nine and four records because <laughs> because Bo would either go nine and four or ten and four, so we just say nine and four, nine and four. Nebraska's <laughs> gonna go nine and four. Could Give be us ten and outro, four. Bob. Not. You know, I'm on time. All right, yeah, we better I'm get you on, I'm on here. time, Bach. Yeah. I'm not like the cap. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is the black shirt, and I'm out. This is 93.7. What you got today, Bach? Uh, like I said, Brian Munson will uh, help us out with some of this recruiting stuff. Uh, we always have him on Fridays to get uh, caught up in recruiting. Uh, Rico uh, Rico has actually got a very busy day. Him yeah, and I will please, be on please, the air for plenty of time today. Please be kind to Rico today on the text line, yes. okay? Rico's got a long day, so we don't want to put any pressure on this little pipe on his head and let it bust. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, some more basketball recruiting to talk about, uh, NBA stuff as well, but uh, – I'm ready to eat my sandwich. I got a like, yeah. five-minute break here to eat my sandwich, so I'll be ready to go. All right, man. Y'all have a great day. Use your Friday well and go outside and get you some fresh air. I'm the black shirt, Terrell Farley. Go Big Red. Go Big Red.